Coming up on 5-Minute News. No federal relief leaves US states facing big deficits. Lebanese government resigns after Beirut blast. And race in Mauritius to empty oil tanker causing environmental disaster. It's Tuesday, August 11. I'm Anthony Davis. State and local government officials across the US have been on edge for months about how to keep basic services running while covering rising costs related to the coronavirus outbreak as tax revenue plummets. It's now clear that anxiety will last a lot longer. Congressional talks over another coronavirus relief package have failed, with no immediate prospects for a restart. The negotiation meltdown raises the prospect of more layoffs and furloughs of government workers and cuts to healthcare, social services, infrastructure and other core programmes. Lack of money to boost school safety measures will also make it harder for districts to send kids back to the classroom. On Monday, governors, lawmakers, mayors, teachers and others said they were going to keep pushing members of Congress to revive the talks and agree to another rescue package. How soon that might happen is anyone's guess. Stay-at-home orders in the spring, business shutdowns and tight restrictions on businesses that have reopened are slamming state and local government revenue. Moody's Analytics found that states would need an additional $312 billion to balance their budgets over the next two years, while local governments would need close to $200 billion. Many states already are staring at ledgers of red ink. Texas is projecting a $4.6 billion deficit. In Pennsylvania, it's $6 billion. In Washington, the deficit is expected to be nearly $9 billion through 2023. For some, the reality of the effect of the pandemic is only just setting in. Without a clear plan from the federal government, grasping the scale and long-term effects on the economy is impossible to comprehend. Lebanon's Prime Minister stepped down from his job on Monday in the wake of the catastrophic explosion in Beirut that has triggered public outrage, saying he has come to the conclusion that corruption in the country is bigger than the state. The move risks opening the way to dragged-out negotiations over a new cabinet amid urgent calls for reform. It follows a weekend of anti-government protests after the August 4th explosion in Beirut's port that decimated the facility and caused widespread destruction, killing at least 160 people and injuring 6,000 others. In a brief televised speech after three of his ministers resigned, Prime Minister Hassan Diab said he and his government were stepping down. The moment typified Lebanon's political drama. Since October, there has been mass demonstrations demanding the departure of the entire sectarian-based leadership over entrenched corruption, incompetence and mismanagement. But the ruling oligarchy has held on to power for so long, since the end of the civil war in 1990, that it's difficult to find a credible political figure untainted by connections to it. Diab blamed corrupt politicians who preceded him for the earthquake that has hit Lebanon. After the catastrophe, Diab, who was a professor at the American University of Beirut before he took the job, 
had sought to stay on for two months to organise new parliamentary elections and allow a map for reforms. But the pressure from within his own cabinet proved to be too much. His government, which was dominated by the Hezbollah militant group and its allies and seen as one-sided, was basically doomed from the start, tasked with meeting demands for reform, but made up of all the factions that reformers wanted out. Now, the process must start again. Urgent efforts increased in Mauritius on Monday to empty a stranded Japanese ship of an estimated 2,500 tonnes of oil before the vessel breaks up and increases the contamination of the island's once pristine Indian Ocean coastline. Already more than a 1,000 tonnes of fuel has washed up on the eastern coast of Mauritius, polluting its coral reefs, protected lagoons and shoreline. High winds and waves are pounding the MV Wakashio, which was showing signs of splitting apart and dumping its remaining cargo oil into the waters surrounding Mauritius. The bulk carrier ran aground on a coral reef two weeks ago. Pressure is mounting on the government to explain why it did not take immediate action to avert the environmental disaster. The Prime Minister declared the oil spill a national emergency, but some residents say he acted too late. The opposition and activists are calling for the resignation of the Environment and Fisheries Ministers. Volunteers have ignored a government order to leave the clean-up operation to local officials. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known, but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, we explore each administration beyond just the person holding the highest elected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.